Bam. We're live. One minute late. Good morning. Hey. Brooke, what's up? Brooke Aikens, what's up? What happened to Alexis Raptus? I don't know. I could tell you, but then I'd have to kill you. Uh, she will be uh, rescheduled. I guess today is uh, Labor Day. Is that what today is? I don't really do holidays. I've never really done holidays. I don't know why I don't do holidays. I like holidays. I just don't know which one I'm doing. Uh, good morning, Chris G. Hey, uh, Chris uh, Biesterfeld. Where's my tinfoil hat? Oh, shit. There's my coffee. I stayed up till 1230 last night. Um, too late. Too late. I, uh, I'm still trying to put the studio together. Just in here screwing around. Setting up cameras. Getting stuff to work. Kenneth DeLapp. Hey, reporting to duty. Reporting for duty. Reporting for Judy. Thomas uh, Stroud. Good morning. Great picture. Ken. Good morning. I started following Ken Walters uh, a couple days ago. You know what got me? He told me in um, in the DMs that he's a card collector, and he told me about the giant card collection he had. And I was like, you know what? Why don't I follow this guy? I could learn something. Megan, good morning. Working today while everyone else is out of the office. Let's get down to business. Okay, let's do it. Uh, someone in the comments wrote on YouTube. Let me see. Let me go over here. Let me check it out. Uh, where Where is that comment? Um, give me one. Uh, mm, mm, it was some chick named Jen. Oh, shit. Did she erase the comment already? That would be amazing. Give me one second here. Oh, wow. Maybe she erased it already. God, that's crazy. Basically, what she said is that the show is anti-capitalism and and anti and spewed anti-Semitic uh, hate, anti-Jewish hate, and it's basically what's wrong with uh, this country. And I started thinking about that. I was like, how would anyone think that this show is anti-Semitic? And then I just started thinking and thinking, and then I realized. This show is a place where if you're tired of just all the fucking rules, there, there's this roomy saying, uh, meet me out in the field beyond uh, right and wrong. You guys know the poet Rumi, the drunk poet? Meet me out in the field of beyond right and wrong. I'm, I'm paraphrasing. And I started realizing if you walked into the show and you didn't know it was like uh, a freedom zone, I could totally see how you would, uh, how you would think that. I could totally see how you would think that. I, I, I finally got it. These are people. This is not the show to bring your baggage to. This is not. And this person's clearly just trapped in their head. They hear shit. They're not listening to the real show. And they've just come here. It's like the person who uh, looks around, who's a thief, right? And all they see are purses. They walk all the way through Disneyland. They don't see one ride. Uh, my wife's Jewish and my kids are Jewish. And, and my stepmom is Jewish. And I was raised with a lot of, um, you know, doing the Jewish holidays and shit. I got like extra presents and lit candles and went to weddings where dudes and the dudes and the chicks were separated. Shit like that. I'm not really anything. Not even Christian. Although I want to be. Um, I just don't know how you get in the club. Uh, um, 
so yeah exactly thief luggage uh thief and, and then uh taylor self the thumb once you think he's the thumb you always just see a thumb it's uh it was remarkable to me at first how how she saw that and then th I mean, this person says some notoriously crazy shit in the um, comments on youtube but I thought that's what's crazy about this show. And that's why some people struggle with it from the outside when they peek in. Cause this is like, this is the free zone. None of that shit matters anymore. We're, we're not, we're not bringing the, the bullshit narrative that every, from the, from the, I don't know what you call it from the matrix that everyone's trying to hold together for fucking dear life. Be offended by this word. Don't be offended by that word. Someone sent me an Instagram post and it's of this chick with these fucking this insane body and these huge tits and she's all tan and stuff and she's wearing a cowboy hat with the, you know, bikini and it's like a still frame of her and then and then it's it's a reel and the still frame goes away and then it's a bunch of pictures of her and her sister. I th What I think is that her sister with Down syndrome and then at the end it says, be careful um, uh, be careful of what you, words you use. The R word means something. And it's like, I, I, I don't, you would have, I don't even know, I, you would have to read into it, right? We know why, we know why some words offend people. We know, we know about the words that are waiting for uh, little Jewish babies and little black babies when they're born to be offended by their whole life. We know that there's words here on the planet just waiting for them to fucking follow them around their whole life. But there's all these people who enforce that rule that people are offended by those words. I get it. But does anyone ever think for a minute, hey, may maybe we should set people free from that? doesn't have to be that way. If I take an axe and swing it at your arm, a hundred out of a hundred times, uh, it chops your arm off. There's nothing you can do. To there's nothing you can do. And in the same way, I could call you a, a name by a word that's supposed to offend you a hundred out of a hundred times, and it, it, it's, it's always it's always it's always uh, your choice whether to offend you or not. It is not your choice when the axe hits your arm whether to be injured or not. Or if it is, I haven't reached that level. Jake Chapman, I don't care what uh, table, I don't care what chair I sit at at the dinner table. I just want to be at the table. Others want to be the only chair at the table. Others don't want to eat at the table. Whatever. I'm hungry. Ooh. Mad Marv, Sevon, if you want to know how to get in the Christian club, it's really simple. Not easy, but simple. I knew it. I knew. I knew you were out there, Mr. Marv. My, um... I have th uh, my like I said, my wife's Jewish, and I have uh, three sons. And I guess the way the shit works is that if your mom's Jewish, you're Jewish. And we're in Newport Beach, and they got a couple tchotchke shops. And um, my son, uh, my wife goes, "Hey, I told Avi I would buy him a necklace at one of the tchotchke shops uh, when he woke up this morning, or something." So they go, they go to the tchotchke shop, and I think I was fucking around on the podcast or something, and. Or talking on the phone. And they come back and he's wearing a necklace with a cross on it. And I go, hey, dude, you can't have that. 
He goes, why? I go, you're a Jew. I don't think you can do that. He goes, nah, I'm Christian too. I was like, all right. He won just like that. I just thought it was funny that the Jew boy went and got across. And and now, dude, I've been showing him the A-team. Do you guys know? A lot of you might not even know what the A-team is. Uh, let me show you this picture. There's a guy in the A-team named B.A. Baracus. I stopped showing my kids. I have a DVD player in my van. Yes, a DVD player. And I would play um, Transformers in there for them sometimes, the cartoon, because I watched it as a kid. And uh, then they had the non, they got a non-binary robot, and I'm like, you're done with that show. But uh, this is, there's a show called The A Team, and I bought the box set. B A Baracus. Oh, I'm not gonna have a good picture of him. Let me show you this picture. I'll post a picture of my I don't know if you can see how well you see this jewelry, but you see all that jewelry he's wearing. He was also Mr. T like in Rocky three or something. See, my son wants to do that. So I got him a already one gold chain. It's made of plastic. But what's funny is the one thing that he really is fixated on is that cross with the emerald in it. He's like, Hey, I need that cross with the emerald. I was like, all right, fine. We'll hook that shit up. Uh, Licks, uh, Savon, Judaism ended with the birth of our Lord. Oh, I didn't know Judaism ended. <clears throat> That's cool. He was the he was the, he he was a Jew too. Uh, Jake Chapman, I am not a Christian. I know what the cross symbolizes. I live my life like a Christian, like I believe there was a God, like I believe there was a God. Yeah, that's good. I try to do that too. But Lick says we're still missing everything. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Uh, Saber, uh, clocking in late, our uh, hour, hour. Humble apologies. That was a tough one for me as a kid. Can you believe that? Hour and R. Hour and R. A-R-E and O-U-R. Hour. I still, I, I still, my words are just all scrambled in my head sometimes. and it, But not beknownst to me. It's like I, I, I don't think they're uh, scrambled. Yesterday I asked my wife, I'm like, how do you spell repertoire? And then she said it like three or four different ways out loud and then i realized and then she spelt it for me and then i realized oh the reason why i can't spell that word is i don't even know how to say it like i, I was i was missing a r in there or something like library you know it's got that extra r in there i say library like the word lie and berry but it's library there's an r in there listen listen that's not true don't that's not true that's not true that that garage is not 20 20 feet and that and that ramp is 16 and that ramp's offset from the garage you, I, I, um, I appreciate your uh, trying to fuck with me. Don't worry, there'll be more. Hey, I was sitting here and I just got up and then I walked by that box of balls and I just did it. I'm a, I'm a gifted. I'm, I'm like one of the most coordinated dorks ever. It's crazy. Nothing I do looks weird. When I went to my first, um, the first time I ever did cross, I went to my L one. Uh, and I, it, this is 2006 or seven, Greg was doing all the lectures. I think Nicole did the nutrition lecture and they were, uh, and when we were doing the air squats, Nicole came over and said, Hey, you might have one of the best air squats I've ever seen. And then she called Greg over and Greg shit on it, but it's just the way it is. 
Daniel, hi. Checking in on the way to the gym. Fine. Check in. Uh, Licks, other religions contain kernels of truth. Like a pebble creating ripples from a slash. Uh, Matt Burns, is that when Dave called you a pussy? God, my... If it wasn't that one, it was like one the next weekend. Yeah, it was that one. It was that one. It was that one. He didn't call me directly a pussy. But he said, uh, for those of you who don't know the story, uh, Dave was one of the instructors at my level one, or like one of the people who, or, you know, like moved the chairs around and told people when to stand up and eat and all that shit. And when to, And basically we were doing Fran in the level one, and he sets up all the bars. And I remember watching him and a couple other guys set up all the bars. And he says to the whole class, and the level one was massive, right? There were over 100 people there. And he said, okay, we're going to do this in groups. We have 95-pound bars over here for men and 65-pound bars over here for women and pussies. Wow. And of course I was offended. Of course I was offended. Of course I was offended. stupid what a waste what a waste so that's what i mean like i've been there i know what it's like to be offended by it by just to bring your shit everywhere and be offended by it i've been there i've been there um alexis raptus uh texas last night uh, like i said it's a holiday her her gym is only open for a small window this morning oh there he is holy cow her gym is only open for a uh, – uh, we do have a guest, a surprise guest. Um, her gym is only open for a, uh, a small window today, so she had to train instead of come on the show. She was extremely, extremely apologetic. I think I'm going to need something. Uh, oops. I think I'm going to need some notes here for a second. Hold on. We have Matt uh, Schindeldecker on deck. Let me see. I know I have – there it is. There's the email. I told poor Matt that I didn't receive his email, but I actually did. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, guys. Hey. How are you? Hey, Debbie. Oh, Debbie, we've never met, right? No. Hi. Good morning. Nice to meet you. Savon. Hi. Nice to finally meet you. <laughs> look You're like that. an icon around here. Oh, good. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. Uh, look at that gym. Yeah, we just finished with class. Just uh, wrapped up our 9 a.m. and... Got some people kind of lingering, hanging out, doing some extra stuff. Yeah, that is pretty. And, and what's the name of the gym? CrossFit Cross Cave. Crave. Crave. C-R-A-V-E. CrossFit Crave. Crave. Oh, I was just telling people that I leave the the letter R out, like in repertoire, and I call library, library instead of library. And look at me. I just turned you into <laughs> CrossFit Cave. Yeah. Cave. Crave. <laughs> Thank you for helping me prove my point. There you go, man. Uh, De Debbie, you are uh, refresh me. I know that you guys have this amazing program. Uh, when Matt was on the show, you guys have this amazing program where youth, um, when they go to see a judge for some sort of uh, something that they did that violated the policies of our civilization, um, they they have they get an option through your program to either go to juvenile hall or maybe fulfill some requirements that require them to come to the CrossFit gym and work out. And you guys, you and Matt started this program and now it's, I don't know if this is the right word, proliferated all over the state of Ohio and to other states. Am I remembering right? right? 
Yes. So we're working with gyms and governments in about probably 15 states and a couple in Canada to do some kind of variation of that. And, and can you sum that up for me like a real generic version? I remember Matt was on here and he said it, a real generic version of what that looks like, like boy steals car and, and, and like walk me through the steps of some generic imaginary case yeah. and how they end up at a CrossFit gym. Yep, absolutely. So depending on where they're at, when a youth goes to court, um, it may be court ordered or it could be a choice of a horrible community service or attend a CrossFit class. But what it does is it becomes part of their rehabilitation. So we know every CrossFitter knows what movement can do for your mental health. But there's a huge component of what community can do for your mental health and rehabilitation. So we have the perfect mix uh, for what these kids need so that they find a sense of belonging and community. And then when they are dismissed from probation, they can stay within the CrossFit community and they're less likely to reoffend. So we're decreasing crime within the communities as well. Yeah. And, and I remember, Matt, from you being on here, um, two of the many uh, very important components of the program, and now I'm just showing off, is uh, the probation officers also have to take the CrossFit classes with the, with the kids so that there's this bonding there yes. and that this is significantly more successful than any other type of like exercise instead of go to jail program yep. because of that community piece. And you've received crazy um, – uh, affirmation of that from uh, judges and probation officers. Yes. So to foster that community relationship and that mentor relationship, the probation staff works out with the kids. The kids also get to invite other people. So if they want to invite their teachers, principals, things like that, they can come in as well, providing that mentorship. And another key component is all the coaches who participate in this, they take a mental health trauma course that we've written with a local psychologist to equip coaches on how to coach anyone, 70% of people have some kind of trauma. So we equip them to meet your athletes where they're at even better, but also pull them through. If they're suffering from some kind of secondary trauma when they come through the door or loud music re-triggers a situation that they were in, something like that, um, we make sure the coaches are not just equipped in coaching movement, but equipped in coaching people. And what's probably really fascinating about your program also is this. People think that they go to the pound and they save a dog and that like the uh, la-da-da, they, they've changed this dog's life and they've done something. The truth is that at least 50% of the uh, benefactor is the person who gets the dog. And, and I bet you it's the exact same way like that. I bet you these probation officers, these police officers, these people who are invited in have these crazy healing moments themselves, right? Yeah. Where they're like, Holy smokes. Like yeah. you think you think this program's for the kids, but really at the same at the same time, it's this massive, if not equally learning experience for the participants who are like supposedly helping, right? They're also getting helped, right? Right. That's right. And so are the coaches. Yeah. It's incredible oh, oh. for all of our coaches as well in the community. Yeah. And our other athletes. Our athletes become bonded uh, with these kids and become mentors and pretty soon they become employees, employers for these kids and mentors out in the community and job references and things like that for them. And, and, um, um, correct me if I'm wrong. You are the admin component or the logistics component of this program. Is, are, are you the one who feel, tell me exactly what you do. Yes. And is it changing all the time? It sounds like the, since I last talked to you guys, the program has exploded. Yes. Exploded yeah. would be an understatement. Yeah. Right. And the cool thing about it is that 
the main idea is we provide a community for these kids and the probation staff to work out together where the, the coaches have been educated. But beyond that, it is very, very adaptable, just like a CrossFit class. So in some areas, a judge says absolutely they're quartered, court ordered. In other areas, they're not going to court order it. In some areas, probation staff says, yes, we want to work out with the kids. Some areas, they don't have the staffing. So we provide, they, we work with the community to provide mentors. So we make it work wherever we just have to dig into it a little bit. Yeah. So her, her role in this whole piece of responsibility, and we've kind of morphed into a, a much larger component um, with CrossFit Mayhem and what we're doing with Rich and that group. But it, Debbie's role in this is to join the judicial side. So work inside of the, the judicial system to say, okay, who are my contacts? Is it a, is it a probation officer, chief probation officer? Is it a judge? Is it the, like in Arizona's case, it was the Arizona Supreme Court. So she works directly with the judicial side to say, okay, we have a, a CrossFit affiliate that wants to take on a program and she'll be that link between the judge or the court system and the CrossFit affiliate to make sure that they're together. And then she facilitates all of the meetings to make sure everything's comfortable. And then once, typically once the program's up and running, then we allow the, the affiliate to run the program just like they would run a normal class. But then we go beyond that with making sure that they can uh, do their audits because every year you're going to be audited. It's, it's a government program. It's government funded. So you got to go through that audit process. Uh, Debbie links the gyms together. You can talk about yeah. that. So one of the additive components, I guess, that we left out for affiliates is you get paid to do this. So it is yep. funded through the court. So every one of those kids that comes to your gym, you get that your standard membership rate and that goes directly to the affiliate that does not go to matt and i for helping this it's just like your membership rate and it comes day in day out day over so covid we still had this going because yeah. we did zoom classes with our probation class with our yeah. probation kids but just as affiliate owners need to come together as business owners they need to come together in this program as well so our new component that we're adding is kind of um we don't have a, a, a term yet for it, but it'll be a subscription where every month or twice a month, we will have meetings where all of the gym owners can get on and we can talk about what's going well or, hey, I had this great idea. Help, help me implement it or work with me with our audit coming up or probation staff and then carrying over that mindset piece because so much of CrossFit is that mental game. How do you walk away from a fail on a deadlift, take a deep breath, walk back and do it? And, and do that deadlift successful and get a new PR. How do you do that at home yep. when you want to walk out and never walk back? You can't, You we got to teach these kids coping skills and CrossFit can do that. And so with that, we have monthly support that'll come in um, to play to, to make sure all the coaches feel ready for that. When when Matt was on the show, you're the only guest I've ever had on here where after the show I was feeling a little... I don't know if jealous is the word or envious because it was so obvious. Your life has crazy purpose, Matt. I was tripping. I was like, fuck, this dude's life has crazy purpose. And I recommend anyone who wants to know sort of the origins of this program and why this program formed uh, to go back and watch that uh, podcast, uh, Matt Schindeldecker. Am I pronouncing that right, Matt? Yep. Yes, sir. And, and you'll see that this program was uh, 30 years in the making, that Matt had to walk a maybe longer, 40 years in the making. Matt had to do a really, really long fucking journey uh, for this project to grow. This seed took a long time to germinate, and it finally germinated. And I, I do want to emphasize this 
although I don't think uh, Debbie and Matt will, um, this is a money-making opportunity. Now, for people who have their, I don't know if heart, I don't like to use the word heart. For people who feel like this is their calling and their purpose and that your path has brought you here, this is a great opportunity. I also, uh, I remember one of the first times I spoke to Chris Cooper of Two Brain Business, he told me that he had a program at his gym for autistic kids up in Canada. Yeah. And he, um, after talking to him for 20 minutes, he's like, yeah, and I make a lot of money doing this program. But that wasn't the the reason he did it. But it's a tremendous fulfilling opportunity um, for uh, CrossFit gyms. And you can contact uh, Matt or Debbie um, and, and get that information to move forward. And this deserves a whole hour, but I want to make sure we uh, talk about this. This is um, mm -hmm. Matt and I were. Let's see if I can open this without showing all my emails. How to do, do that? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Here we go. Uh, so there's an event. Tell me about this event. It says 9/11 Climb Department of Public Safety. Yeah. Uh, it, it looks like you guys are getting even more in bed with uh with uh, i guess the, the the people who help run civilization yeah that the straight out of the governor's office so this event kind of started um before uh, memorial day so we have um obviously established relationships inside of the governor's office with governor dewine uh director andy wilson who's the director of public safety um the directors of both the adult criminal system and the juvenile cr criminal system so they often call us to say, hey, we've got this great idea, but we want to promote health and wellness throughout the state. But we're really not sure how to handle that. We're really not sure how to do that. So before Memorial Day, uh, Director Wilson called and said, hey, I've got this idea. I want to I want to promote the state highway patrol um, and show that the community supports them. But I also want to promote um, physical health and wellness. Andy's a CrossFitter. He, he belongs to a CrossFit gym in Urbana called Log Road. And he's like, how do we facilitate that? How do we get more people involved with fitness? Um, and I said, well, what if we do, what if we do Memorial Day Murph? What if we do Murph and we do it for the Academy, um, the Ohio State uh, Patrol Academy? There's about 50 cadets or so that go through the Academy three times a year. Um, and he's like, hey, that's a great idea. Let's mm -hmm. do that. So we started working with the State Higher Patrol um, and come up with the Memorial Day Murph, um, which we opened up to all men and women. There's 16 or 1,700 men and women in the State Highway Patrol across Ohio to join us either at a gym or at home or join the cadets at Rogue. We, we uh, went to Rogue and partnered with Rogue to do um, a Murph event, which was hugely wow. successful. It was, wow. it was amazing. Um, Rogue, Rogue loved it. They had a great time there. Um, there's a lot of good uh, media piece that came out of that off of Rogue's. If you go to Rogue's Instagram um, back in that memorial time frame, there's a little uh, uh, piece that they did. And then the State Higher Patrol released a video, which was really kind of cool. So after that event, we sat down with Director Wilson and the governor's office and they said, OK, we want to this was great, but we want this to be much larger. We want to involve all first responders across the state of Ohio. Um, so every fire office, every police station, every EMS group, uh, dispatchers, federal employees. So if you're a federal marshal, how do we how do we do that? Um, so Debbie's like, hey, what if we do an event around 9-11? Um, because obviously there's a lot of events going on around 9-11. The thought was, what if we try to collectively bring 
um, first responders into a situation where they can visit a CrossFit gym, maybe something they'd never done before and do a Memorial Day workout. Um, and of course the governor was like, yeah, Director right. Wilson's like, perfect. You know, let's do that. Right. Um, go ahead. Not a Memorial Day workout, sorry. Or I'm sorry, a 9-11. <laughs> yeah, 9-11. So we decided, and Kenneth had it right in the comments, yep. we needed something that you really didn't need equipment for. Yep. Um, and we didn't want it around Memorial Day because first responders are already working. Yeah. So they can't be pulled to do a workout. We didn't want to do Veterans Day because we did well, not. Why? Memorial Day is a big party, party, party week. And so yeah. everyone's busy. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Everyone's so that's busy. why we chose 9-11. Yeah. We chose 9-11. Sorry. People that was, aren't drinking I mean, beer and people aren't drinking beer at the lake on 9-11. Not, not, so not. Not, <laughs> not yet. Not yet. We got okay. a lake right across the street here, but they're not drinking on 9-11. And then, and then, so this event, this is the first. In, so, is it too late? Let's say I own a gym in Maine, mm -hmm. and I want to participate in this. Is it is it too late? No, no. Okay, no. So the the goal here was they wanted to create an event where if I was in you know Cleveland, Ohio, or in a small small town in Ohio, I could go somewhere collectively with other members of my first responder group, whether you're, you're a firefighter or a police officer, mm -hmm. that I could get together with a larger group and do a workout. Mm -hmm. um, so that's why this 9-11 climb was kind of created. Um, and as you can see there, the state has sent this out to, I, I don't know how many thousands of people. Every fire office, police office, EMS staff, um, any public servant, received this email with this flyer saying, hey, we're going to do this memorial event. Um, we're going to live stream. The Ohio channel is going to um, live stream it at 7 a.m. They're going to they're going to live stream the remarks and there's going to be speakers that will talk. Um, and then we're going to cut to the workout. If you want to do this workout, go find a local CrossFit affiliate. So here's the state of Ohio saying I'm going to promote first responders and I'm going to promote a private business. Go find a CrossFit affiliate, and they even provide the link there, or contact Debbie and Matt, and we'll link you with a CrossFit affiliate. Mm -hmm. So what we've been doing on our side is trying to call, there's 190 CrossFit affiliates across the state of Ohio. And we all know when you send an email out, how many times emails aren't read, right? So we're frantically trying to call CrossFit affiliates saying, hey, um, you have an opportunity to bring, you know, um, first responders into your gym on Monday for 9-11. You run the event whenever you want to run it. Run it as your normal class. There's some affiliates that are doing this workout as their normal class workout. Um, but it gives you an opportunity maybe to develop a relationship that you wouldn't have had before. And well, the, uh, the Matt, how many people did this, did this email go out to, this Department of Public Safety, Ohio Department of Public Safety email? If you're a firefighter, police officer, um, EMS staff, uh, if you're a dispatcher, if you're federal employee, like a, uh, marshal. a marshal, federal marshal in Ohio, in Ohio, you received this email. And if you are an affiliate owner, it went to the email that's on record with CrossFit, CrossFit. if we could find it. So think about imagine. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to do this think, too. This is think crazy. about how many thousands of people yeah. Yeah. received an invite to walk into their local CrossFit affiliate on Monday of 9-11. Uh, not just people, peoples whose lives mm -hmm. depend 
on their fitness. Yes. Let, let me people whose lives, day to day lives at any moment, could depend on their fitness. Chasing down bad guys, pulling babies out of burning buildings, uh, carrying gurneys with 400-pound people on them. This yeah. is this is crazy. Um, what is uh, CrossFit's um, – uh, have you sent this to HQ? What's CrossFit's take on this? Do they know they're doing this? this I, I just clicked the link, and it took me to the affiliate map. If I was CrossFit, I'd be like, holy shit, you just mm-hmm. spammed the highest possible likely yeah. – I mean, what you're doing for affiliates around the state, mm-hmm. it's crazy because – I don't know how if um, just think of it this way. Let's say a hundred of these people of the thousands that were spammed end up signing up to to an affiliate. That yep. and, and and it's and it's three thousand dollars a year to join an affiliate. That means you just put in three hundred thousand dollars with one email into the Ohio CrossFit affiliate ecosystem. Mm-hmm. If just a hundred sign up, which I'm I bet you they do. Yeah. They, like you know, there's people who be like, "Shit, I've been meaning to sign up for CrossFit." Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. So, or they pass by it. They pass by it every day and go, hey, there's right. a CrossFit affiliate. Yeah. Man, I wonder and what they, it's like in there. Or uh, this is what I would think. I don't want to die at the job. I yeah. have kids I have to go home to. I'm going to get in shape. That's what I, that, I mean, That's what I would think if I was a first responder always. Shit, yeah, I don't right. want to die on the job. Right. Yeah. So does does uh, is this in conjunction? You said it was in conjunction with Mayhem. You work closely with Mayhem. Is CrossFit uh, HQ involved in this? Does Don know about this or or Dave? or? Yes. They know about it. I'm going to take this one. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> okay, go, ahead go ahead, Debbie. Go ahead. They know about it. Um, and they said, great idea. Let us know how it goes. Okay. So they're aware. Um, mm-hmm. And we wanted to make sure that we were effective in the programming. Um, and just with crazy schedules and things like that, Dave had to pass on the opportunity, um, although he was aware of it. And okay. so we partnered. This The workout itself was written. It seems like something Dave would be interested in doing. Yeah. Did he do the thing with the um, – I, I know it's far from his house, but it seems like he would – he does a lot of stuff with the Highway Patrol and police and National Guard too. He loves going yeah. and doing Murph with those guys. Yeah. 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 Did he so, do that one at Rogue? Did he do that one? No. no okay. No. And and so you got to remember too, this 9-11 came about after Murph. So we had Murph, and then that next week from the State Highway Patrol, their cadet class graduated – we had the games and now here we are. So okay. there's limited time in getting this. So okay. the partnership kind of evolved and it became. You're um, very compassionate, Debbie. You're very compassionate. No, <laughs> I'm trying. You're a good dude. Um, <laughs> but we had a lot of input from Craig, um, Craig Howard. Howard, from Jamie Lee. Um, our coaches back here, they tested about five different workouts while we were at the games. I kept saying, okay, now try this one. And they're like, yeah, we just died. Okay, good. Now try this one. Um, and then Rich and the Mayhem team. So it was just kind of a joint effort from everybody. Yep. Um, when does this? Uh, uh, congratulations! I don't. Uh, when does this spread to other states? Is that the goal next year? It'd be Ohio and Michigan, and then and we'd, then. Just, we'd love that. It's the the state really state of Ohio kind of leads the country when it comes to items like this, like the juvenile probation program. They let it. Now other states are right. jumping on board. We have um, we have an affiliate inside of a prison here. Of, full-fledged, paid-for CrossFit affiliate um, inside of a state. And now Oregon, they want two locations. Denver wants two locations. So it's the state of Ohio kind of grows. It grows out of there. So our goal would be they want this to grow next year, the state does. And then, man, wouldn't it be great to get the neighboring states around Ohio, Michigan, Indiana, Kentucky, um, Pennsylvania, to say, hey, wonder if we could honor our first responders in the same way. So right now on the flyer, you'll notice that it's encouraging people to use a hashtag for advertisement. Next year, there'll be our goal is to have a registration link. So, Savon, you can get on and you can register that you're going to participate in the climb 
And that way it'll help get that involvement. Kind of like the games, you know, you keep track of your score year after year, or you compare yourself to other people in your age group or things like that. The sky's the limit with this. The entire goal is community, just right. like CrossFit. And this is going to be first responder and CrossFit community coming together. Uh, Joe Westerlin, an affiliate doing affiliate things. Joe Westerlin continues. Great stuff. The idea that you have to justify making money from uh, the good work you do for the world is Looney Tunes. Hey, um, where do people contact you who who want to learn more about any of your programs? Um, they can go to info, I-N-F-O, at CrossFitCrave.com. It's actually on that flyer. Okay. So, so, okay. I see it. Info at CrossFit Crave with an R, CrossFit Crave. Don't forget the R. And just be like, hey, Debbie. uh, Hey, Matt. I saw, I want to learn more about the program that you're doing with um, uh, youth at your gym. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What a great, um, I know there's got, I know that there's tons of men out there who had hard, challenging, lives that got them mixed up with the law as children and now on CrossFit gyms. Right. And they're ready to give back. They're ready to, to do that, that service part. But also it sounds like um, it, it can, it can help uh, sustain your gym also. Right. Yeah. Yep. It's important. You can get paid to do good things and that's okay. <laughs> um, anything else you guys want to add before I throw you back to work? All right. No, that's it. Thanks for fighting us on. Hey, thank you. You're awesome. Debbie, good to meet you. You guys are fantastic. Thank you. Um, any Matt, please uh, continue to stay in touch with me. Anything that I can do to help, uh, yeah. you know, sh- sh- share this world and this word is good stuff. Right on. Love you guys. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye. Yeah. I've been wanting to meet Debbie ever since he talked about her. That's a dope gem. Who I did not like my emails being up like that. That's just, that's just my fault. Just not being prepared. Just winging it, coming in a minute late to the studio. Hmm. All right. Uh, Coach uh, Matt Burns, Coach Schindeldecker at Judy Lynn. Turntable. Thanks, Savon. Yeah. Um, All right. You guys are doing Bible talk in uh, the chat? All right, good. A little Bible study. I think tomorrow Greg's coming on, which is kind of cool. More than kind of cool. A bunch of people are like, um, do you think that having Greg on every week is um, overexposure? It's like, dude, you, you, you think he's, he's going to run out of shit to say? We're going to run out of shit to talk about? We'll just cut the show short. Overexposure. It's not like you're just watching one. Where's my arrow? It's not like you're just watching a guy just juggle nonstop. Tuesday with Coach Glassman. I love it. Yeah, it's cool. Okay. Uh, what did I, I? There was something I wanted to share with you. Of course, it's not in my notes. Fuck. Mike, you're not going to like this, but what happens is, is I have my show notes in my phone and then I have my show notes on my computer and they're supposed to sync and they don't because I always forget to close the show notes on my computer. And for some reason, when I do that, they don't sync. 
And then what happens is I lose my notes. Fuck, 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 fuck. Oh, my goodness. I got nothing. I told the story about uh, my Jew wife that took my badass son to the store and they bought a necklace. I told I have that. Okay. I just said that. He ended up with a cross. Um, we talked about, oh man, these notes are a mess. Oh, oh, here we go. I know, I know uh, we'll have this series of like people on like, um, who will just be like hardcore Christians. And then you guys, a bunch of people in the comments will be like, oh, God's bringing a lot of Christians to Sevon. God's bringing. And what's funny is I, I heard the same thing about after this guy came on Joe Rogan, I started seeing a lot of that regarding Joe Rogan. I started people saying, oh, uh, God's bringing a lot of Christians to uh, Joe Rogan. Oh, I, there's no pulling it together. I, it, I'm, I'm, there's no pulling it together. Today's just today. I'm just hanging out. No show today. No, no, no show today. Uh, Sevy, are you still on the berry and heavy cream fix? No, I'm to tell you the truth right now. I didn't want to talk too much about it because I'm kind of scared. But since uh, September 1st, all I'm eating is meat, and that's not like a hundred percent true. Yesterday I was in the backyard and I was, um, I was watering, uh, the tomato plants and I ate some tomatoes, but pretty much meat and black coffee, pretty much. Like I'm not, I'm not eating any, like I, last night I went to bed starving and I didn't eat any nuts. I had two huge pieces of steak that my wife made me in the slow cooker. They kind of tasted like pork chops. I kept calling them pork chops. She's like, no, they're steak. And I want to do 30 days of just carnivore. I got the idea from um, Sarah Cox over at CA Peptides when I was visiting her. She said she was just going to eat uh, steaks for steaks and ground beef for 30 days. And I was like, all right, I can try that too. So salt, I need to eat way more salt. There was not enough salt on the steak last night. So basically yesterday all I had was like probably like 10 cherry tomatoes right off the vine. I took a bite of a cucumber, raw cucumber off a plant outside. I had black coffee. I'm not doing any of the berries. I would do it, though. I would do it. Maybe that's the first thing I'll eat on in uh, September, October 1st. I love berries and heavy cream. God, it's so good. It's the way to go. For anyone who doesn't know, berries and heavy cream. That is the midnight snack. Frozen berries. You take the frozen berries out of the freezer, and you put heavy cream on them, and it gets hard like magic shell. You guys remember that? It's such a cool effect. I love it. And and what's crazy is is you don't need a lot. It's so filling. It's crazy filling. Jake Chapman, uh, Sevi, please tell me the uncut and uncircumcised is staying on the poster. I don't even. Someone just sent me that. It's not like I had that made. Someone sent me that, and I was like, you want to even know what's crazier? I saw that. I'm like, oh, this is cool. And then I sent it around to some people, and I said, hey, do you think it's okay if I post this? And people are like, oh, that uncircumcised thing is hilarious. I'm like, what are they talking about? And then I noticed it. I didn't even notice that at first. My attention to detail was poor. There was a Frisbee story. Some girl got hit in the back of the head. Um, uh, Sean Lenderman, Sevon, do a show this month bringing awareness to childhood cancer since it is September. Kalipa would be a good guest. I'm sure there are loads of people willing to come on. Ooh, yummy. Childhood cancer. Yay. 
Yay. Okay. Um, oh, this. Okay, here we go. Special, and I'm certainly not here to preach to anybody, but just from coming from somebody who was just in a really up place i went to the er for everything that was going on i mean i thought i was seriously going to die like i was having shooting pains under my jaw down in my wrist and my leg i just had a breakdown moment i was just crying and um i just felt hopeless like a four-year-old that can't find his parents or something just didn't have anything left in me and um I just decided like right then and there, I was like, I know I can't do this anymore. Just told God, I was like, just let me do it. Like, and I'll give all this shit up. I'll give up the weed and I'll quit getting drunk and I'll quit. I'll quit being so angry about things and I'll just, I'll make him the focus and not me. We all serve some master, whether we realize it or not. So why not let it be the master that is above all? I'm not anybody special and I'm certainly not here to preach to anybody, but just. Oh, that's the story, man. That's the story. That's the story of all of us who. story of every single person I know who's had like what I in, in my mind is is an awakening you go somewhere and you surrender you're basically accept you accept your fate with God the thing is is my journey I didn't I didn't refer to it as God so he came at that with the presupposition so then whatever he saw after that was God I didn't come at it like that and so my experience isn't attached to God like so many of yours. Mine's attached to something completely different because I didn't go at it with God, but I had that experience. I had a crazy experience. I don't know if I've ever even really talked about it on the show. I can only remember one podcast I ever talked about it on. But if you go and you're like, okay, I surrender to you, God, and then you have some sort of moment, then you're going to assume that's God. If you said, hey, I surrender to you, SpongeBob SquarePants, then you're going to assume it's SpongeBob SquarePants. Right? Tell me. Tell me. Tell me. And that's where the statement comes, man. That's where it comes. You know the statement. It's not God that made man in his image. It's that man made God in his image. That's the part I think you have to be really careful with. Are you willing to, uh, how open are you? Are you willing to, are you willing to accept the unknown? This is amazing. You guys are going to love this story. Absolutely crazy story. Hey, buddy, I'm live on my podcast. How are you? Oh, good. Really quick. When are you, are you guys coming up to the skate park this week? Uh, sure. I, I have no plans after the podcast today. I'd love to. I'll bring the kids up and we'll hang out. You want to do something? We have no plans today. I can even come. Oh, yeah, I'll, be, I'll be here all day. Should I come to your house instead of the skate park? Sure. They'd love to see you. Sure. Okay. Sure. We'll make them some more sleds. Okay. Do some tire pulls. Yesterday, Avi uh, sprinted a, uh, I don't know if sprinted. He ran a mile barefoot. Um, so no before he went to bed, yeah, so he might, and he ran the whole thing, so he might be a little sore, but we'll come up there and, oh, and, yeah. and, and fuck with yeah, you. Wow. That's cool. Yeah, well, come on up if you want. Okay. I'll, I'll, be, I'll be here. You want me to bring anything? I don't think so. Okay, I'll call you when the podcast is over around 9, 930. Sure. Okay. Bye. All right, later. Thanks. Bye. Kevin Johnson runs a, uh affiliate out of his garage in 
Scotts Valley, California. Really cool fucking dude. Every time I take my kids, and he's he's old. He's like older than me. He may even be like 70, 75, but he can do all sorts of crazy shit, like legless rope climbs and shit. Caller, hi. Oh, wait, hold on. Oh, shit. Oh, I know what happened. I know what happened. I know what happened. We flew too close to the sun, and now uh, you want to talk God's shit. All right, let's do it. Well, I mean, you 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 caught me with your last one. All right, good. Uh, uppercut, uppercut. Was it hum- uppercut or gut shot? Liver shot? No, no, no. It was oh. more like you know throwing a few flower petals in my face. Oh, uh, shit. All but right, right. To, to to say that humans create an image of God. Yes. Oh, here what, we go. Good. My question for you, yes. my question for you would be: Why are humans moved to know God in the first place? Yeah. Yeah. I have a, I have a thought. I have a uh, thought. Let's hear it. Uh, because of the the imminent the imminent uh, component, the one imminent thing in life is what causes them. The one that thing that being we, death. Yes, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yep, that one. So, but so I have so I'm understanding if you're implying that humans create the image of God to suit them then you must you must be denying every instance where humans seek to know god even though there is no tangible evidence by your telling of him in life i'm not sure if i follow I, that i'm not sure if i follow that but let's say you know when you're um you're you're outside and uh, the ground is hot like in, in in your barefoot and it's like burning your feet and you start looking for ways to um, mitigate the burn. Maybe put shoes on, jump over to the grass. If you have a hose, you know, you'll spray the cold water on the ground and walk where you walk. I do that, you know, in my backyard. Um, I, I think it, it's like that with um, p- people are trying to uh, figure out where they go when they're, they're trying to mitigate the fear and the discomfort of, of uh, their imminent death by spinning up a story of God by speaking up. I don't mean that the whole thing is fabricated, fabricated, um, but, uh, but it's fueled by it. Yes. No. Am I understanding I guess what I, you're saying? Yeah, perhaps. I mean, I, th- I certainly think that there's and, a degree to which we want, and, we and want the add, afterlife. Let me add this also. And there is a great pleasure if to, in thought of serving the creator, if there's a creator, there's a great, which is kind of weird because we're supposed to be these um, uh, Americans who love freedom and stuff. But the thought I remember being a little kid and imagining myself um, uh, sitting at God's feet, and, like cleaning his feet and hanging out and laughing with other little like cherubs. I remember having that image as a little kid. And thinking, God, I wow, mean, that sounds fun. I think that's beautiful. Yeah. But, but I would challenge you when you say that uh, there's no other, it's just comfort because I think the life, especially of a Christian is a really challenging one, especially in this day and age. And I would say that's, that it is a lot more comfortable to tell yourself God doesn't exist and then live however you want. I thought maybe you were going to go there. I, I, by go there, I mean the part where if we, if there wasn't a God, people would just do bad shit and live however they want. I, I, I know logically that makes sense. I just don't see it that way. Like, hey, I don't believe in God, so I'm going to fucking kill and steal from whoever I want. Well, I, I, I know because it, I don't. I don't, I, feel I don't gu- think that I just, happens because. Go ahead, go ahead. I don't think that happens because God 
orders us for good. Okay. Um, well, I'll let happen. you go, brother. Okay. Thank you. I just always love you. I love you. Bye. I love you too. Bye. Bye. I think it, like he he's probably doing um he was probably doing uh what's that thing called where you do twenty seconds on ten seconds off or ten seconds on twenty seconds off what's that um Tabata he's probably doing Tabatas and he's like fuck and he was compelled to call in but wish he didn't wish he didn't doesn't thank you Marv. <clears throat> Oh, good. He lost the conversation. Good, because I lo- I thought I lost the conversation. Uh, you know, if I should have had the Flat Earth guy on to discuss 9-11. I was actually thinking, Sean, that, that you know the, um, the first Flat Earth guy we had on, Brett Stevenson? He was cool. I, don't, I think he's got some 9-11 thoughts. This is crazy. How about this? Woman who fired gun at White Sox game reportedly smuggled it, reportedly smuggled it under belly fat rolls. A woman who uncorked her firearm in the middle of a Chicago White Sox baseball game Friday night apparently smuggled the gun past security in her belly rolls. The shooting at the guaranteed rate field during a White Sox game was indeed an accidental discharge. God, I love that word, discharge. Indeed, an accidental discharge by one of the women grazed by the bullet. Bullet. So the lady who shot the gun accidentally was also grazed by it. She reportedly snuck the gun in past the metal detectors, hiding in the folds of her belly fat, reports Peggy Kuzinski. Two women were clipped. God, I need, I need more words. I need, I need better words. Clipped, grazed. I need to know what happened. One of the women, a 42-year-old, took a shot to the leg and was taken to the hospital and discharged in fair condition, according to ESPN. The other was 26-year-old who was grazed in the abdomen but refused medical attention per ESPN. I was shot and I refused medical attention. Friday night uh, contest between the White Sox and the Oakland Athletics. I used to go to a lot of Oakland A's games. I didn't even like baseball. I just went in there to, to drink beer and eat peanuts, hang out with friends. I don't even, couldn't tell you one thing about the game. Oh, I, I, it was kind of cool seeing Jose Canseco. And um, who's the redheaded dude? They were like the Bash Brothers or something. It was kind of cool seeing them. The Friday night contest between the White Sox and the Oakland Athletics was supposed to be followed by an on-field vanilla ice concert. But the concert was canceled due to the incident. Why would you cancel the concert due to the incident? And then a bunch of beaver down here. These are all the things, all the clickbait is uh, tits, tits, scale, tits, tits, tits. Puppy dog, crashing plane, tits, man, and bear. That's it. Those are the things. That's all the clickbait on the um, daily callers. Crazy. What would make them think I would click something with tits? Mark McGuire. Thank you, Matt Burns. Uh, Thank you. Uh, I, I missed that line. The weapon was concealed. In her excess skin resulting from systemic racism. Listen. 
This is bad. Uh, baseball shooting, white person. Uh, a gun hid, hiding in roll of fat, white person. That's not. That's not. There was. There used to be this game called uh, uh, white black black white or other. It, maybe they still have it on SiriusXM. Uh, Rude Jude played it, and then he would read these stories, and you'd have to guess what uh, skin color the people were. That is. That is for sure a white person. That there's no. That is not. Black people don't do that. Hide it in a in a roll of fat. Please tell me I'm right. Fuck. I wonder if I can find a picture of the chick. Yeah, that's... And it's a baseball game. Do black people go to baseball games? Is that culturally uh, one of the things that they do? That's definitely a white person thing, though. Uh, a Mad Marv. Uh, I have to wear untucked flannels in the summer to conceal carry, and this chick can just... Sh yeah, I see. Look at it. Like I just tucks it into his waist waistband. No, it is not. Uh, that is not a black person. I there's no way that's a black person. That is a white lady. Yeah, exactly. There's another one. White people stolen catalytic converter. Total white crime. Total. What's the most vile porn you've seen? God, it's it's pretty tame. I don't, I, I don't, I don't mess with like vile porn. The most, the, the, the weirdest shit that I've ever seen is, um, it's not even really porn. Uh, occasionally there'll be some dude, they're almost always end up being military guys. Um, will send me something that's a hot chick. And then when she turns around, she has a penis or something. You know what I mean? It's like some chick with a, like. You see she has side boob and she has long hair and she's from the back and she's wearing a thong and then she turns around and she has a penis and you're like, fuck. I think, um, yeah, I don't, I don't do any, yeah, normal, just normal. I just normal. I don't even, it's just, it's not even, uh, I don't, I don't even know who subscribes to porn. Like who needs more than 15 seconds of porn? Like you just need like, it's like. It's like salt. You don't need a like. It's like habaneros. You don't need a lot. I don't. I don't need. I'm not into it like a. I'm not into it like a. Um, it's it's not an activity. I'm not into porn. It's like a. It's like um. I'm trying to think what it's like. For me, it's like a milkshake. It's like uh, or no, not a milkshake. That's not. Like, for me, it's like a bar. You know, bars. You eat like I'm not, I'm not. I don't really want to eat a bar, but like, if I'm in a pinch, I'll eat one, and then I always enjoy it. And then it's I'm just like, I'm the, I'm done. I'm not into it. I'm not like, you know, like athletes are into like their shake, like protein drinks. I'm not into protein drinks. Like I have ten bags of protein powder, and like I've had those same ten bags for like five years, and I and I and I don't I don't need it. I don't have a shake. I don't have a I don't have like a oh. oh, oh. There's probably people who watch porn that like have a whole routine. They're like, okay, I'm going to sit here and um, here's my uh, roll of toilet paper and I'm going to pull the blind. And there's probably like, I'm the, so the opposite of that. I'm like, I don't, I don't have a problem with it. I'm not poo-pooing it. It's just, it's not, 
there's nothing of value there to me. There's no, it's, it's, um, it's a tool. It's not a, it's a, um, God, I want to, I can't think of the right metaphor for it. It's like medicine. It's like, it's like Tylenol. Like, if I'm, if I, like, if I was trying to, if I was trying to quit drinking coffee and I started getting headaches, I would use Tylenol. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm never craving porn. I'm never like, ooh, I can't wait to see some porn today. Never. It's not like that at all. I'm never craving a bar. I'm never like, ooh, I want a bar. It's not, never my go to. I just, I don't have that. I don't know why. I, uh, my wife walked by me the other day and um, uh, yesterday and I like saw her boob and like I followed her into the bedroom to look at it again. But like I didn't, um, that's it. That's like, just, that's it. I have this thing with time too. I don't, I don't, I want to use my time wisely. I guess people say that it's just a dopamine hit. I don't even know what that is. Who was saying the other day that there's something I do for a dopamine hit? Maybe posting on Instagram? I don't know. Like, oh, you just do that for the dopamine hit. Like, oh, I don't even, I'm not sure I know what that means. I know that's like a common understanding of stuff, but I don't, I'm never like, oh shit, I just got a dopamine hit. That's not true. Nate, uh, did you hear about the guy that died from jacking off 56 times to porn in one day? Oh, God. Um, oh, 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 oh. I really like this. Okay, this is a fun one to share. Here we go. Oh, no, where is it? Oh, here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Okay, this is... Um, uh, I've been wanting to do more James O'Keefe. This is James O'Keefe. And he's at a school. Remember, we were talking about uh, school board meetings. He's at a school board meeting and he's sitting in the school board meeting. And at the school board meeting, there is a um, he's at the school board meeting where previously he had gotten a teacher fired. For something the teacher was doing, the teacher was posting some stuff online where like he was cross-dressing and like having sex with mannequins or something. So James O'Keefe went to the school and tried interviewing this guy and so this is James O'Keefe like months later at the school board hearing. Okay, you guys ready for this? This is this is nuts. And this is the mayor of this city, Ro Roselle Park, that um walks up to him. I don't know who this guy is behind him, but I bet you James O'Keefe could beat his ass. Let me see if I can make this bigger. Hold on. Uh, oops, wait, what happened? Here we go. Let me see if I can make this bigger. Okay, here we go. So, the, so it's the middle of the school board meeting, and the mayor walks up to James O'Keefe, and James O'Keefe says, "Hey, can I talk to you later?" The mayor says to him, "I don't think you belong here." And James O'Keefe said, and he puts his hand on James, and James says, "Why not?" You're conservative, right? And he says, because you're conservative, right? He's telling James O'Keefe he doesn't belong at a school board meeting because he's conservative. Hey, how you doing, little mama? Let me 
I would assume you have conservative leanings, right? I believe in the first okay. James O'Keefe says, I believe in the First Amendment. That's his response. I understand. This is our town. Okay. I'm a step resident of the state. I got it. I got it. And he's that he's like, dude, this is like from 1860. He's like, the mayor's like, this is our town. This is our town. Like basically saying, you can't be here. This is our town. So he just asked James, do you have any kids in the school system here? And James says, no. But there lies my point. Okay. So, and then he says, there lies my point. Do you have kids? I don't have kids. And then James O'Keefe asks him right when the meeting's over to the turns to the mayor, do you have kids? And he says, no, I don't have kids. So he tells James, you don't belong here because you don't have kids. He, and then he insinuates that. I mean, more than insinuates that. And then James says, do you have kids? <laughs> You're the mayor of this town? I am the mayor of this okay. town. And it's so, my job, yeah. right? It's my job to interact with the board insofar as keeping kids safe, mm -hmm. right? And it's a, my firm opinion, mm -hmm. the undue chaos that you've brought here. How did I bring chaos? <laughs> you are making people feel unsafe. How so? Because... <laughs> There is no reason. Hey, that's just, you, you see that, right? That's like what it's like dealing with crazy people. They say something and they want you to bite. So when he says that, when he says to James, you make people feel unsafe, most regular people, sleeping people in the matrix will make up a story of why he thinks that James is being unsafe and they'll respond to that. They'll be like, I never would made anyone feel unsafe. I was just pointing out blah, blah, blah. Like he'll make something up. Instead, James uses the tactic that I see Andrew Hiller use all the time. Follow up with another question. Do not read into what people are saying. Instead of just coming up, you guys, you guys think this might be easy. This isn't easy. What James O'Keefe is doing. He's staying super conscious and aware and just listening to the other guy. He's not preparing a defense. You get what I'm saying? You just keep asking questions. I'm sorry. How how did I how, like why why can't I be here? How do I make people feel unsafe? What does being a conservative have to do with me being here or not? You have to just keep asking questions. It's really hard because most of us who are asleep in the matrix walking around, they won't they won't ask questions. They'll respond as as if they knew what the person uh, was was actually saying. When you don't know. When you don't know, when you don't know. Reason for anybody in any of these schools to feel, what are you looking at? You're looking over here. Got it. The guy so who you're, called you're, me a commie. You're, you're, you're not making any sense. I'm a reporter asking questions, which is my first amendment right. Got it. Your first amendment right. Got it. That, does that matter to you? No, of course it matters to me. Why does, why does the first amendment matter to you? You make children feel intimidated here and it's pathetic. What do you think about Lavender, the person who is banging mannequins? We knocked on the door. Hi there, looking for Austin McCaffrey. Lavender, Lavender was, was eating babies and uh, screwing mannequins online. Do you know about that? I don't know who Lavender is. Do you know they, they, were, they were, they, the school district uh, fired them? Yeah. You know exactly who Lavender is. <laughs> so imagine that. The mayor. God, imagine how stupid you would be to step up to James O'Keefe. Why would you step up to him? He's going to fuck you up. He is not. This is not the rookie hour.
And then the guy has to walk away. The second this thing touches ground, before it was just in the ether, you can't be here, why? And, and, and it's just like, everything's all ambiguous. The second he lets this thing land on the ground, he's out. That guy's out. He's got, he's got nothing. He objectified it. Okay, well, we got a teacher here that jerks off on, uh, uh, to, eats babies and jerks off to mannequins. <laughs> oh my gosh, the mayor. So good. James O'Keefe is so good. So good. I love watching that shit. Uh, um, boy, there was something else in here. Uh, Rambler, more politicians need to be exposed. Uh, Harry uh, Paratestes, uh, it's easy. You just ask for clarification, which leads for them to implode. Um, uh, clock, he's throwing Kamala vibes for sure. Coffee pods and wads. I hate that little, I don't have an answer, so I'm going to laugh. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Pedro, I owe you an apology. I owe you a huge apology. Huge apology. Huge apology. Hold on. Hold on. I want to I show you. I wanna, hold on. I want to tell you where. Hold on. Uh, yesterday's show. Here we go. Yesterday's show. We go to yesterday's yeah. show, and we go to two. Oh, it's shit. It's queued up. Okay, let's let's listen to this. Listen to this right here, right here. This was a yesterday's show. Um, this is yesterday's show. Here we go. Cool organization. There is no power for change greater than community. Discovering who cares about it. Yeah, and I've had Elijah on since then. It wasn't even a dig at Elijah. I didn't even know where. Um, I didn't even know where Noah was sending the money. This is years ago, by the way. Mm-hmm. And, and a bunch of people, the coffee wads and pods guy, a bunch of people attacked me. I said the coffee pods and wads guy attacked me. It wasn't the coffee pods and wads. It was kettlebells and cocktails guy. I apologize. All, all your guys' podcasts are all the same to me. I don't see skin color. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Pedro. Forgive me. You don't owe me shit, but thanks. Okay, fine. But I, but I, but here you have to. T- you have to take it. Take it. I apologize. Um, Andrew Hiller, it's hard. Uh, what Andrew's referring to is, is, um, staying conscious and just continuing to ask questions instead of pretending like you understand what the person is referencing when they actually haven't referenced anything at all. He's saying it's hard to do that until you realize that everyone asks thousands of questions as a kid. Questions is why did you stop asking? Oh, the question is why did you stop asking questions? Yeah. Um, the Sevon podcast clips has 705 subscriptions. Just saying, thank you. Yeah. So there's a YouTube station called the Sevon podcast clips. We're trying to get, um, you know, uh, the person who is helping me with that account told me that all we needed was 500 subscribers to monetize it. And now it's, we need a bare minimum of cumulative minutes watched or something i don't know i don't know what's going on but thank you anything you can do over there subscribe play a video while you run off to the bathroom and get us some minutes any of that helps we just got to get it over the hump and then i'll leave you guys alone uh, maybe i'll leave you alone i've been watching the sarah sigmund's doter clips so good thank you it's oh her her on her station are the ones we have on our station I'm just going to assume you mean the ones on my station. Thank you. 
appreciate it. Thank you very much. I'd love to get James O'Keefe on this podcast. That'd be cool as shit. I wish Caleb was here. This, this one really requires Caleb to set up a poll. Where do you rank this? Um, if uh, uh, Tia Tumi was holding um, dumbbells over her baby's head repeatedly, doing an explosive dynamic movement, I guess is what you call it, over her baby's head. And we, we've established that no one wants that, right? No one wants, there's not one person on the planet healthy who's like, healthy or unhealthy, who's like, oh, can you hold a dumbbell over my head and shake it around? Like, no one wants that, right? There was this bar called the Dirty South Bar. Do you guys remember that bar? Dirty South Bar, something like that. And the way the bars were set up, I don't know if Rogue still says them, but when they first came out, people would, there was videos. I saw two videos in, in particular. I think one of them was actually Austin Maliolo where he did a pull-up or a muscle-up and he knocked himself out. He pulled up and this this dirty south bar for stability had like some, some piece that hung out. So if you did pull-ups or muscle-ups from the wrong side, you could knock yourself out. No, no, you would knock yourself out. You guys remember that? That's why I think it's also absolutely insane to have a baby in a carrier and be doing pull-ups. Have you ever lost count or done some movement that was like, like you're doing a bar complex and you're so tired and it's at the end and you can't remember where you're at. Your mind drifted for a second, just one second. Or, or, or you're doing something, it's just, it's just three movements. It's just like burpees, assault bike, and shoulder press or something. You're just do, And you're doing them and you're cycling. You know, it's like uh, 15, 9, 6, and all of a sudden you forget which one you're on. Or like there's this workout I do often. It's uh, front squats and rope climbs and uh, assault bike. And sometimes I forget the order I'm doing it by the time I get to the eighth or ninth round. That's why you don't, that's why you don't have a baby strapped to you or anywhere around you when you're doing a workout doesn't matter who you are. Mind wanders for one second. We had games athletes, professionals of the highest level, forget how many laps they did on their bike. Anyway, I don't know why I have to explain that. Um, but, um, and like, and like, I don't care. Like, I don't think any more or less of Tia for doing that, by the way, it's not a dig at her at all. I don't think any more or less of like I don't think any more or less of yeah I don't I don't it's 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 a it's a it's just a safety thing it's just a, a my my me using my discernment for a risk to reward ratio right I get up in the morning I get out of bed I come in I make coffee with the coffee machine I, I know that there's probably some chance I could get electrocuted and die but I'm just I'm all, there's always a risk to reward thing going on right. I think that's one of the things about being a man. You're always doing that. Like it's very subtle. It's not like, it's not, it's not noisy, but you're just making assessments. You're running across the beach. The sand is hot. You're thinking, can I make it across or should I go back upstairs and get a pair of shoes? Just shit like that. Adam Blakesley. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. It takes so little to hurt a baby. People are stupid. Uh, that's a, that is a true statement in my mind. 
friend of my family's daughter was carrying her babysitter and just tripped, sending the baby to the ICU. Dude, dude, there was a there was a video of Pat Barber throwing a baby up in the air and someone and everyone's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And someone in the comments goes, I, um, that's fucking stupid. I'm paraphrasing. And then everyone attacked her and she goes, well, I, my, my kid died. I contacted that girl and she told me the story and her kid did die. Her two-year-old, the stepdad of the two-year-old threw the two-year-old up in the air and the baby died. Like, dude, just do that in the pool. Just do that in the pool. It's cool. Just do that in the pool. Uh, Fergie show. Uh, Willie spends the whole podcast talking about himself and wonders why nobody listens. I don't know if he actually wonders why nobody listens, but it would be cool if he talked about himself. I think it's okay to talk about yourself. It should just be real. Let's just, we just want to know your porn habits. Uh, okay. So I was thinking like, this is, this is next level. Like this is, I don't, I'm not sure I even understand this. I can't tell if this is real or a photo shoot. What the fuck is going on here? How about this? This is, I guess he has a tattoo on his face. No helmet. Oh shit. There's a baby breastfeeding. Yeah, that's wild, right? Baby breastfeeding on the back of a uh, motorcycle. I don't think that's legal. Um, I don't know. I don't know what that rule is. I'd have to Google that. Can you have three people on a motorcycle? I don't know what the rule is on that. Anyone know? Uh, can you have three people on a motorcycle? I know you can do it in India. You can have seven. Uh, can three people ride a motorcycle? Uh, my wife and I have a large motorcycle and love to ride. We have a six-year-old grandchild that wants to go along. Oh, shit. Can you imagine letting the grandparents put the, your kid on a motorcycle? What shitty grandparents? What shitty parents? Listen, the grandparents grandparents are great, but no grandparent should be riding their their grandchild on a motorcycle. These motherfuckers are at the end of their life. You want them? Anyway, I think I think that putting the, the breastfeeding baby on a motorcycle is I'd prefer to have Tia holding weights over my kid's head than uh, that guy riding my kid on a motorcycle, my baby, and my wife breastfeeding. I'm just saying, if I had to choose. If I had to choose. Yeah, uh, uh, I agree. Quick pull my finger. Uh, in India, that would be a light load. I think the record I I think the record I saw personally, I can't remember if it was in. Can't remember, I've been so many places where they where they do multiple people riding motorcycles, but I, I've seen seven, seven people on one motorcycle. It was crazy. It, it, you, three's com three's very common. Four's pretty common. Five's uncommon, or common. See the whole family on a motorcycle.
Jeffrey Birchfield, easy buddy. I'm a grandparent. I know my, my mom's probably listening too. I'm just saying there's rules. There's rules to what you allow the grandparents to do. Uh, Kenneth, the lab, when was the last time you were on a motorcycle? I don't know. Last month. I sat on it. Is that what you mean? I sat on it. I didn't ride it. I have one sitting on my porch right now. My Harley's just sitting on my porch. Um, oh, there was something. Uh, don't call the cops, Sevy. Don't tell me what to do, you beta cuck. Oh, shit. Okay. What a show. What a show. Uh, we all know that Novak Djokovic, did I say his name right? Novak Djokovic didn't um, take the he didn't take the shot, man. He didn't take the shot, and he didn't get to play in Australia or the United States. And now it's open. But look at this guy interviewing him, speaking to people who can't stop talking about themselves. Doesn't this guy look like me? At, uh, me. at this look. part, if you can, if you can see. Ah. <laughs> look at that. Oh yeah, that's a basic joke. <laughs> look at that. Yeah, yeah. Of tennis. Uh -huh. Sorry. And Novak hit him in the ball with the uh, with the racket. Actually, at the at this part, if you can if you can see. Ah. <laughs> what a great joke! You have someone look at the top of your tennis racket. When they look at it, you just rotate it like that and let the handle tap nut tap them. Little nut tap. God, finally a donation. Talk about filming drug dealing. Uh, drug dealing in the car trunk. Oh, it, you you won't like the story. It's not that great. Want to hear it? I would release these DVDs. I'd, I would do this thing where I would go. Um, it, was, it was before social media. It was, it was when people um, would buy DVDs. And I would be, I don't know how I found the people. I can't remember how I found them. But basically, I, I would find people who were growing weed, and then I would ask them, hey, can I come film your grow operation? They would say yes, and I would come film their grow operation, and then I would put it in a DVD to show other people how to do grow operations, right? And then I would sell the DVDs. And I think I had like five, five different DVDs. It was like, you know, I don't know if you guys remember, there was this DVDs called Girls Gone Wild. This was just how to grow weed. And I would basically just do tours of grow operations. You could probably just... Probably there's all over YouTube now. But I would go to people's houses that I didn't know and uh, and film their grow up. You know what I mean? All different kinds, big ones, little ones. And there was this one that this guy had. He actually owned a company that took empty cargo containers. There's a word for those. You know, the th those cargo containers that people... Um, uh, those cargo containers that people make houses out of? You know what I'm talking about? These people took those, filled them with lights and like places to do cloning and fans and air conditioners and thermostat controls and humidity controls. And they did all that and they built these things out and then you would buy it and they would deliver it to where you want, you know, like for 20 or 30 or 40 or $50,000. Sea cans. Is that what they're called? Sea cans? Because they're shipping containers. There's a word. There's another word for them. Not, not high rocks. Um, 
but thank you. I like seed cans and shipping containers. So they're like, hey, we're, um, I said, I contacted these guys and I said, hey, can I come film your setup and film one of these? And they said, sure, meet us someone at this, in this parking lot. So I met him in a strip mall and I didn't know the guys. Conix container. Thank you. Damn, you guys are good. Conix, high rocks, geez. So I meet him in this parking lot of the supermarket or something. It was uh, just south of San Francisco. I'm trying to remember the name of the city. It was by the airport, maybe just south of San Francisco. And I got, they pulled up and they opened the trunk and they said, hey, um, you got to get in. Um, you got to get in the trunk and we'll take you there. And I'm like, sure, no problem. And I, they fucking put me in the trunk and I was terrified. I didn't realize how terrified I would be. And they drove me to the uh, location. I was fucking panicking. Not because I thought they were going to do something bad to me, but I got claustrophobic. I'd never experienced claustrophobia. Oh, San Bruno. Maybe it was San Bruno. Maybe it was Sam, Sam Bruno. They drove me into this warehouse and there were two conic boxes in there. One they were building out, one that was done full of weed and all the plants and all the fans and shit. Uh, Adam Blakesley, for a video of you throwing full body, I'm not convinced that wasn't Haley. Hey, fine, I'll do that. I'm going to do it in my backyard today. I have a, a bucket of baseballs too. And I'm going to do it with baseballs. But, um... The, no, they didn't hog time me. I just climbed in. I held my camera to my chest. I had a video camera with me, and I just climbed in the back of the trunk. It was, I even know what kind of car it was. It was an Acura. I think it was an Acura. Or a Porsche. Is there a Porsche with the trunk, like a Porsche SUV? No. A Cayenne? No, no, that, no. I think it was an Acura. Oh God, yeah, it's like that, but it's it was worse than that. But yeah, that I've done that too. I did not like that. That was probably the second time in my life I've been claustrophobic. Okay, so that ball thing, literally, like I told you, I was sitting here. I got up, I walked into my garage, I saw the balls, and I just did it. No warm up, nothing. I haven't thrown anything in forever. The baseball thing, if I'm going to do it from sixty feet, I think I'm going to have to warm my arm up a little bit. I don't think I don't I don't want to fucking hurt my arm and throw a baseball sixty feet and something get fucked up. But those were my first four throws. And the truth is, I think I would have hit it on the first one. There was a big stack of flooring to the right of where that bag was. And if that stack of flooring wasn't there, I think it would have it would have hit hit. I think it would have hit. First shot. And then I gave the footage to the cops. <laughs> oh shit. Oh, shit. I never played baseball. I don't know. I don't own a mitt. I don't. I just. I'm just. Just. A, I just can do stuff that regular guys can do. Can just. I know how to focus, look at something, and then trust my body to. Um, trust my body to hit the target. Never stuck my penis in someone's butt. It just doesn't happen. Never. So there. It's like it's baseball. All right. Thanks for the show. More building to do today. Oh, what does that mean? Aim small, miss small. What does that mean? Aim small, miss small. Aim small, miss small. 
We are done. We're done. That was quick, right? I think I don't think I have anything else. Today's supposed to be Alexis Raptus. All right. Oh, I'm gonna tell you what's going on. So tomorrow, you're welcome, Omar. You're very welcome. Um, tomorrow's Greg Glassman, I think. I haven't, I haven't talked to Greg in two days, which is kind of weird. And then uh, UFC fighter on Wednesday, Blake Builder. Then on Thursday, uh, Jorge Fernandez. Oh, that'll be fun. I've been catching up with Jorge, talk about the games. And then on Friday is uh, Pamela Gagnon. Oh, the gymnastics lady from uh, Mayhem. I was going to say the Matrix. Oh, and then Sunday, Athena Perez. All right. From Scaled Nation. You guys want one more? Let me see. Novak Djokovic. What's this one? Number 59. I'm so bummed. My notes are fucked up again. Oh, this is great. This one's great. So... I, my, I come from a land of um, uh, foreigners. And when you come from a land of foreigners, when you're like first generation in this country and you have a lot of relatives who are foreigners, they say some crazy shit. They say shit. They don't have like the, um, maybe that's why I say some crazy shit. They don't understand like the nuances of what you're supposed to say and can't say. Like what, what they don't have, their their etiquette's totally different. And so, like, one of the things I always noticed is what's weird is I would hear my dad complain about it. But I was I, I, it's weird that my dad didn't understand it. But my aunts would say stuff to you, like, if they just walked up and saw you and they hadn't seen you, like, in a week or a month or a year, they'd be like, oh, my God, you got so fat. And they would just say that. Like, there was no – and I, my dad would be like, I can't believe they say that stuff. And I'm oh, – and I actually believed him at the time. I'm like, yeah, that's rude. That's rude to say that to someone, right? But he was fucking from that land. Not was, he is. My dad is from that land of the, those. He, my dad was born in Beirut, Lebanon. He was raised, you know, speaking uh, Armenian, Arabic, Russian, French, English. Like, he, like he's, he's a really smart guy. Well, well-rounded. Knows a lot of shit. My dad is so smart. Knows a lot of shit. Went to college, college. Went to seminary school. And so he, he should have realized, instead of like being offended by it or wondering why they do that, he should have realized, that, hey, it's, it's just the way the culture is there. People aren't trained. It's not that calling someone's fat is offensive. It's that we're trained to take offense to it. Do you get that? The difference? Big, big, big difference. It's just an observation. But you don't want to be fat. And so when someone calls you fat, you're bummed. If you wanted to be fat, if you were a sumo wrestler and someone walked in the room, they're like, damn, dude, you are fat. You'd be stoked. If you have kids... And you see someone drive down the street smoking a crack pipe, swerving around, 
and you're a parent, you call the cops because you don't want your kids to be hurt, right? That's what you see. You see someone who's a danger to your kids. If you're a cuck like Vittori who drives around and jerks off in front of elementary schools, you fucking hate it when someone calls the cops. I get it. If you're like David Weed sneaking out every night out of some woman's bedroom because you're only fucked married women because you're too afraid of emotional commitment, I get it. You hate the cops. I get it. I get it. Fully understand. Same way with fat. No one wants to be fat. Dude who's fucking other people's wife sneaking out of the bedroom doesn't want the cops called. Guy like Vittori jerking off in front of elementary schools doesn't want the cops called on. I get it. You don't like the cops. I get it. Which brings me to this piece right here. And just because most people don't want to be called fat doesn't mean it's still bad. It's still your choice. Here we go. These are, uh, and this is because they're foreigners. They're, they're foreigners. They, they got, they got different, they got different rules here. Asian plus size stores be like, now look at, look at, they got one that's called, uh, oh, here, let me play this as audio. Here we go. Be like, BB fat, fat girls, fatty fat girls, love calories, moo moo. Asian plus size. Yeah, they're cool with it. They're cool. It's just it is. Oh, I'm fat. I'll go to the store that says I'm fat. They're not. They're not. They're not. They're not reading into it. It's not. It's not driving people away. If that didn't work, or if that was somehow true, then they wouldn't call their stores that. See what I'm saying? Oh shit! Here we go. Turntable. Uh, some cultures have words that mean fat and healthy in one word, kind of like husky, but even more positive than that. I uh, husky is not is not uh, love calories. That's good, right? Moo moo. I'm feeling the love uh, love calorie store. Yeah, see, there we go. All right, another lesson in uh, how words matter. Where was that? Gotta erase that out of my okay. Here we go. 59. Here we go. All right, that's enough. See you guys tomorrow. Bye bye.